Welcome to episode 103. As you may have heard, big changes are coming to NCAA athletics. The organization is getting ready to allow athletes to make money off of their name, image, and likeness. One of the biggest advocates of this NIL bill, former Nebraska and NFL football player Jeremiah Searles is here to break it down for us. Jeremiah, thank you for joining me on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, man. I appreciate you asking me on. I'm excited to get on the show and get chat. I'm really excited to talk to you about something that we've been waiting for for a long time. I know for you, having played high-level college football, it's maybe a few years too late, but the NCAA, as we've heard recently, is going to allow players to make money off of their name and their likeness. You've been a part of the fight, but when you first heard the headline and first heard that announced, what went through your head? I thought about time. I, I honestly, I was watching it, and I was going, you know, this is something that's going to have to continue to be a fight, and this is something, I mean, we fought for while we were in school, but, you know, I was just looking at it, and as it first started getting brought up, I knew there was going to be people that were going to have issues with it, and there was going to be problems with it, but, I mean, as everything changes, scary to a lot of people, um, especially when you start talking about the idea of amateurism going away, and you, you say, okay, well, they're going to be professionals because they're getting paid. And it just it starts to break down a lot of barriers and walls that the NCAA has put up. So for me, it was more along the lines of I'm excited that we're having the conversation, but I know how tough the road is going to be ahead to fight this. Definitely. Now, I want to go back to before this ruling happened for you. You've been a part of the battle. You said that in school you helped try to fight for it, but you testified in Nebraska in front of a senator supporting LB 962 which would allow student-athletes to make money off of their image. So what was that fight like for you? How were you testifying to the senator to try to get this bill through? Yeah, so I got approached by Senator Megan Hunt, who's a senator here in Nebraska, and they were proposing the bill. And she simply asked if I'd be willing to come and testify for it. And as I started reading the bill and I started reading what it stood for and and everything that it was really meaning, um, I started to agree more and more with all of it. So I came in there and I basically just spoke from the heart, didn't really have a prepared statement. But I was simply telling them about how much that I thought that it could benefit players and it could benefit not just I mean everyone wants to focus on football right everyone wants to focus on the big three football basketball and then for Nebraska it's volleyball because that's just kind of the sports that get played here and so I just really wanted to testify and talk about how the opportunity for all student athletes is going to be there which is all you can do when it comes to things like NIL you will never be able to make it equal pay for everyone, Title IX-ish, right? But the big thing with LB, uh, LB629 or whatever it is, is the fact that it has nothing to do with the universities paying their players or paying their athletes. It all has everything to do with third parties coming in and being able to pay their athletes and promote athletes and allowing athletes to use their name, image, and likeness to make revenue for themselves. And I just would talk to them about like how I was lucky enough to go pro in the NFL and make money off of football. But so many guys that I played with that were great college players just weren't great enough to play in the NFL, but they could have made a lot of money based off of their name and giving themselves a little bit of a leg up as they left college 
based off of their college performance. And you can say, okay, well, that's just football. But, I mean, if you look at the University of Nebraska, there is volleyball players that have 60,000, 50,000 followers on Instagram. Like, you don't think people would want to use them to promote things and use their social media presence. And like I said, that gives the equal opportunity for everyone. And that's all you can ask. And I think that that for me, that was my sell. And I was saying, you know, there's guys that I know had to send money back home because their parents needed that. And they didn't get to use all that stipend check for themselves that so many of us got to use. And I think that it really hit home with people that this isn't about guys cashing in on $100,000, $200,000 deals. Those are few and far and maybe not even real life. But this is about guys being able to maybe leave college making ten to fifteen grand over the course of their four years here or five years here. So when they leave the university, they have some money in their pocket to help them for the next step because of everything they did for the university and the athletic department. In terms of the players, what are we looking at here? Are we going to see – maybe Trevor Lawrence on a Ford commercial or is it mostly social media or where do you think this is going to go? So I think that I think majority of NIL will be via social media. And the reason I say that is because it's the easiest to regulate. It's the easiest to be able to still control a little bit from the university standpoint or the big 10 or the commission or, or the, any type of NCAA to control. But I think at the same time, you cannot limit it to social media. If a player wants to go be on a Ford commercial, they can go be on a Ford commercial. And I think that the big thing is, it's just going to have to figure out ways to protect both the university and protect the athlete and the brand really. I mean, the the brand of whatever athlete wants or whatever brand wants to partner with the athletes. So I think the big thing is going to be the social media is going to be the big one. But there will be the top-notch guys and there will be the guys that will get paid based off of their appearances. And for me, that's where it's going to get tricky. I think social media can all be done through a technology-driven platform. Um, but I don't know how if you start bringing in appearances and autographs and rookie cards or college cards and money starts getting exchanged by hands by that, who represents the athlete, who represents the university, and who represents the brand to make sure everything's above board. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of things that may need to be worked out, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. There seems to be a consensus with that. So what would you have done with these privileges, if you had been able to make money off of your likeness when you were in school, how would you have approached it? You know, I think I think I would have approached it in the way of I would have let whatever needed to come come to me. And, and what I mean by that is I know as an offensive lineman, I'm not going to actively be able to go search out and make a bunch of money based off of just who I was in college. Now, there's some alignment that you're a first, second round pick, and overall, yeah, you're going to be able to make a lot of money. But I think for me, I would have used it as if an opportunity would have presented itself to me, then I definitely, I definitely would have been able to make the most out of that opportunity, right? I would have been able to actually be able to do that. And I think that's kind of really the big thing is I just never even entertained the idea because it was immediate academic and eligible. So you just kind of avoided it. I mean, I remember there was a time we were all out to dinner and someone paid. We went up and we said, like, oh, can we get our bill? And they're like, oh, someone already picked up the bill. And we're like, okay, well, we need you to actually bring us the check and we have to pay it because if we get caught, we're going to lose our entire academic eligibility. 
And I think that those are the type of things that if someone pays for your meal, that's like you had no part in that. So I think those are just the kind of the little opportunities. But then also in the age of today of social media and brand awareness and everyone creating their own brand, it gives athletes the chance to get a head start on that. And so whatever career they go into after football, they will have a presence built via social media at least, and they'll be able to move into whatever next career they want to go into. And you can get started on that in college um, by doing internships, paid internships, and doing things like that that you might not be able to do because of the academical, uh, the eligibility rules. Do you ever worry about the impact that this could have on recruiting, especially for the mid-tier schools, mid-majors, or lower Division One schools? No, I, I know what you're saying, and I think that the, obviously it will always be a pull, right? I mean, the University of Nebraska is – obviously you can't use it as a recruiting tool. At least that's what they say, right? It won't be used as a recruiting tool. But you know that it's going to be used as, a, hey, look at what the starting quarterback made for whatever university – that is being recruited at this year, like this could be you in one day. But I think the thing that people need to understand is with the recruiting is you can't promise a recruit that they're going to make all that money. You can say the opportunity is going to be there, but you still need to come in and perform. So I think that the big thing is like there needs to be some type of regulation on the recruiting so that it's not just some random guy can go make a LLC. So I'll call it Jeremiah Searles LLC. And I'm, I'm, boostering the program saying, Hey, I'm going to give all five years starting offensive linemen $5,000 every year just because, um, and it's going to have to actually be like legitimate things. But I think that with every good intention, something bad will end up happening. Right. I mean, the guy that wanted to create the rocket ship ended up creating the atom bomb. So people will take advantage of, of this and there will be loopholes, but that's the only way you grow and the only way that you learn. And yes, will some people get in trouble for it? Most likely. Will there be people that need to be, I mean, certain rules that need to be looked at, adjusted to? Yes. But I mean, everything that's great like that takes time and no one gets it right the first time, but recruiting is going to be the big thing that everyone's going to focus on and making sure that doesn't become a competitive or unfair advantage for certain schools. I think part of the benefit of having this is that it allows players to take their talent and their brand onto the free market and do with it as they please. Do you think there should be any regulation from the NCAA as they start to publish their policy and how they're going to go about it to try to keep things in line? I think that there needs to be, I don't know if that's sort of regulation, but I think there does need to be some type of, call it a clearinghouse for the NCAA strictly to protect universities and i hate saying that because i'm very anti-ncaa at times but if you really think about it i I always use university of nebraska for example that's where i played but they are a huge pepsi sponsorship right university of nebraska and pepsi are very well connected well pepsi is going to get really pissed off if the starting quarterback for university of nebraska is out there doing a bunch of coke deals in his uniform And, and so that's where i think that there needs to be there needs to be a way that you can you can also protect the university, but you also need to be able to make money on your own brand, meaning that if the starting quarterback wants to go do a deal for Coke, you can't tell him no. But what you can say is, hey, you can't do that wearing your Nebraska stuff. You can do that wearing all your own gear, but you can't do that wearing your Nebraska stuff. And so I think that that's where the NCAA and the Big Ten or the SEC or all those all the way down to the university need to have a common technology-driven um 
I think, platform to do that on because I think that that's the only way you're going to be able to regulate 500,000 athletes across the universe, across the nation is through a technology-driven platform. But I don't have the exact answers on how that all will work. But I just don't see it working if you just have like one clearinghouse for all universities because the NCAA is not going to want to create an entire clearinghouse and create an entire department that's going to see no revenue because it, no revenue should go to the universities. It should all go to the players. And so I think that you're going to see the universe that NCAA want to be as hands off as possible because they're not going to be making any money off of these deals. Do you think that we'll ever actually get to the point where the schools are paying the players? Or do you think that now having this, we won't ever have to go there? I would much rather have this than having the schools pay the players. And the reason I say that is the second we start getting the schools involved, um, things like Title IX do come into play where it's the fair. Everything has to be fair, correct? And the problem with that being is if you want to be fair and you're going to say, okay, well, we're going to pay the university football team this much. Well, that means you got to pay the rifle team. That means you got to pay the bowling team. That means you got to play the soccer team. I mean, you got to pay all those teams the exact same amount of money. And the problem with that turns into is I truly believe that it will just start cutting sports out of certain universities, right? So they will only be able to afford the football team or they'll only be able to afford the football, the basketball and one women's team. Right. And so, I think that what you're going to see if you get the university involved is a lack of sports that are going to like, you're going to lose sports. And I don't think anyone, um, and I can speak for a lot of people that I've talked to, but I mean, a majority, a majority of people don't want to get paid from the university. If that means that other athletes and other high school athletes and college athletes will lose the opportunity to compete at a collegiate level. On a personal note for you, I know that you've recently announced your retirement from football. So first off, congratulations. Second off, when you reflect back on your career and you look back on your journey, what were some of the highlights for you? What are some things that will always stick out? Yeah, I mean, the easy one is I'll never forget my first start Memorial Stadium in Nebraska as a redshirt freshman going against Western Kentucky. Um, the first time I ran out there and, and the roar of the crowd and hearing your name called as a starter, I mean, that's something that you never forget. Um, and then being able to win my last bowl game at Nebraska. Uh, we went down to Georgia in the Jackson or Jacksonville in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl in 2013, and, and we won that. And that was the only bowl game that I really won in college as a player. Um, we won one when I was redshirting as a freshman. But uh, we never won one while I was actually playing, even though we went to 105. And I mean, the chance, the opportunity I got to play in, I got to play in three uh, conference championship games. And we lost all three. But, I mean, if you start looking, I mean, people are actually talking about, like, I don't think people understand how hard that was actually to do to go to three like that. So, I mean, those things are in college. And then, obviously, going undrafted to the NFL and uh, practice squad all of 12 weeks, getting activated my first year and starting and playing in a game as a rookie. And then that led to a, a six-year career. I got to be part of the Minneapolis Miracle in uh, Minnesota in that 2017 season where we had an unbelievable run um, in the NFC Championship game. Um, I was able to play with some Hall of Fame-type quarterbacks, uh, which was awesome. And the ability to to do those things are all things that I'll never forget. And my favorite part 
of it all is I got to do it all with my wife and I got to do it all with her. And I mean, the two of us have grown stronger from it and we've got, I mean, experiences in all the kinds of different cities and everywhere that like no one will ever take for granted or take from us. And so um, I think those are some of the highlights. And I mean, I would, it was the hardest thing I've ever done, but the most rewarding thing I've ever done at the same time. And uh, I would love to, I mean, if I could do it all over again, I would, and man, it goes fast. Were you on the field for the Minneapolis Miracle? I was not actually on the field. Um, I was uh, backing up that game. I was uh, the sixth man that came in. So I was on the sidelines screaming at him to get out of bounds because I was on the field goal team. Um, and so I was screaming at him to get out of bounds. Then once you look down and saw nobody there, you're like, go score. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that that was, a man, that was one of the coolest experiences and the loudest stadium I'd ever heard. So. Well, Jeremiah, that's all the questions I had for you. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, absolutely, man. We'll have to do this again some other time. I appreciate you reaching out. And uh, like I said, I love talking name, image, likeness and all that stuff because I think it's the it's the future. And I will end with this. This is not going to be the big fight that the players have with the NCAA. The big fight with the NCAA is when it's going to start coming to health benefits and health insurance for players for a lifetime after they leave the school. And so I think that the, that will be the big fight that you and I will be talking about in five to ten years and saying, yep, they, they gave in on the NIL stuff because they really didn't want to deal with this big fight that's coming.